0: Jim Joyce <laughs> here we are here we are number five four <laughs> you know uh,
1: we typically you and I do the little wrap-up uh, episode right so 10 right. 10 episodes per season and then we do right. our 11th and because we're meticulously unproduced and uh, our next guest I just sort of like you know we were texting and said hey would you want to be on awesome we would love to and then I just sort of put them in for May 5th, um, you know, Cinco de Mayo. So, right. um, so this is our, I don't know, this is season six, episode one. Um, awesome. All right, it's so
0: crazy. I don't know, how long do we go, man? I don't know, you know, I think, I think we're bringing the world through a, <laughs> we're bringing ourselves through an interesting kind of evolution here. So I think it's, uh, I don't know, I think once, once we're vaccinated, once we get to herd immunity, Okay, now the question is, and uh, I think
1: the the guest, uh, I'm sure, will touch on it because the different countries are in different stages, right? I mean, U.S. is now open, opening up. Um, India is just unbelievable what's happening there, right? Uh, just right. sad. Um, but maybe um, just very quick shout out because we didn't have a wrap up season. I'm going to just try to remember. Um, so we kicked off uh, and shout outs to everyone. So 10 people. Let's Love see it. You can get right. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. We 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 had Retesh, right? I'm just writing Night. it down. Uh, to make sure we got ten. We got yep. we had Andre. Okay. On it, it was yeah awesome, awesome episode. Um, Mike My- Michael on the slopes. Michael Dillon on the slopes. Was uh, he third? I know you're looking at our YouTube channel, right? <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> All right, I um okay so um oh zayna Zana, hold on yeah she, she sent me this look read, read, read what it says
0: take this one is, uh... drink
1: by mouth repeat until <laughs> drunk it's a shot glass that looks like a prescription and Love it. The, the the good old promise the future of aging book so we'll we'll share i'm actually
0: dying to read that i'm gonna i think she she said she was gonna try to get me a copy on linkedin but i'll um i'll buy one if i have to We'll I need we'll to learn about
1: this. With her. Um, so our guest is waiting. I'm gonna try to flip through. Um, Lily, Lily stairs, yeah. right? You um, met Lily. Yep. Yeah, um,
0: yep. With Alex last week, she was Alex, closing the song. Alexander
1: Drain. Yep. Um, was just full of energy. Oh, Susan Bratton. Uh, Susan Bratton. You know, f- food as medicine. Um, right. The okay. misconsumerism of health. Jane right, right. That, that was just uh, awesome Epic. um meg oh, Me- meg also just full of energy and yeah. it was great to reconnect with her um she and took us apart. um we're missing one more oh dr von Der Wright.
0: dr von Der Wright. well done and i am
1: i am right i think we got 10
0: <laughs> so yeah with was, with that let's bring let's bring in the Shri the shri let's bring in the shri let's bring in the shri so I, I this has to be my all one of my all-time favorite digital health entrepreneur innovators brilliant thinkers like sridhar has to be way up there
2: okay hey guys. Oh, of
0: course
2: shri. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> did you
1: did you hear yeah. what jim was saying about you
2: uh no, no, but uh, but I probably should drink a drink some stock before I have to hear it.
0: <laughs> we it's all I elemental. Just, it's all
1: elemental. I just got from the last season, season five, I'm going to show this to you too. Uh, it's a shot glass that says, take one drink by mouth, repeat until the Oh, drunk. I love that. Yes. Or, um, so I'm, I am going to, since it's the evening here already, I am going to yeah. drink a little. I know it's the middle of the day. But
0: that reminds me of like the Wolf of Wall Street with uh, Matthew McConaughey. And he says, he says, okay, the waiter comes over like, okay, here's the game plan. It's like, we want two yeah. martinis and then wait seven minutes and give us two more and then cut that down to five minutes until one of us passes out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, oh, so welcome man. to a digital house, Sridhar.
2: Yes. Good to reconnect. It's, uh, it's funny. I don't know if, I mean, I guess Eugene, you heard that, uh, um, Jim and I reconnected I think a few weeks ago. Uh, right. Because you one of our salespeople knew you from years ago and through the, uh, irish american club or something like that and and those
0: nice. irish those irish you know they, they stick together you actually elemental kind of sponsored my uh my birthday party in boston i was coming through it was a it was a working lunch i, I promised big orders <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i got a I got a burger and a beer <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, so we we,
1: you... we know yeah. no i was gonna say we know Shri, but um and and our millions of listeners and viewers probably don't maybe give 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 like your own in your own words who you are and yeah why are you hanging out with us
2: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so uh <laughs> i'm hanging out with you because i was i was promised uh, free scotch uh, or whiskey so, you know, but... mm-hmm. we, can yes. we can make it yeah, happen can make it happen all 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 kidding aside um i i think uh uh, yeah, I think we, I think Jim, I think you and I met probably 10, 12 years ago uh, through Health Excel. And then Eugene, I think we met a little bit later through Health Excel. And, and you know, all uh, roads
1: lead to Health Excel <laughs> somehow. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, for everyone's uh, background, my, and everyone's uh, as an introduction, my background um, uh, originally an engineer by training, um, ended up uh, doing a PhD in biochemistry. Uh, and specifically worked on uh, biological and chemical sensors, and more specifically uh, glucose sensors for people who have diabetes. And the work I'd done there um, was the basis for uh, my first startup that I started with uh, my old college roommate uh, Sunny Vu, which uh, you know some people might uh, might know. I, did,
1: I didn't know he was your college roommate. I mean, I knew you guys go way way back,
0: but I that's yep. uh... yeah
2: yeah so- sophomore year at the University of Illinois. I thought you
0: guys were like band camp or something, or, you know.
2: <laughs> no, that's a whole other circle of friends.
0: <laughs> but, but, you know,
1: just a comment on that before we go, like the, the first venture that I've ever done was with a buddy of mine from high school and then we were college roommates. Uh, it was like, I forget even the name. It was all about e-commerce shopping shit. Right. Yeah. And we did it literally under our, um, you know, whatever. College In, dorm. in the dorm room. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly yeah no it's funny when you have relationships and friendships from from that long ago then you know you can work together uh well and all that so um but we teamed up in um 2001 and we started our first company together called Agamatrix. um and uh, Agamatrix is uh you know it's tw- it's funny it's 20 years old um and uh it's still going wow. strong it's uh, uh wow. Agamatrix makes uh, glucose meters did you have and- more hair then I had a lot more here, and, and okay. actually, it's funny you say that because there is a tie-in to what we're doing here and my loss of hair at Agamatrix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, and so we we made um, we made glucose meters and glucose strips for people who have diabetes. Uh, and today, uh, you can you know we, we 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 I shouldn't say we I should say they because I'm just a passive shareholder now. But um, Agamatrix makes. Um, many of the store brand glucometers. So we make the CVS brand of glucometer, the Target pharmacy brand, Kroger brand, uh, the Amazon, Amazon, wow. choice, Amazon choice brand, I think is what it's called. Um, but our, uh, our, our, our biggest claim to fame uh, is a product that we, uh, that we made that uh, Sanofi took to market. And even today, Sanofi, I think, is the company's largest customer. Um, mm-hmm. We make all of Sanofi's uh, glucose meters. But our our claim to fame was that we made the world's first medical device to physically plug into the iPhone, Um, and it was uh, obviously a glucose meter, since that's all we made. Um, But that uh, caught the attention of Sanofi, and uh, we did a deal with them, and they took it to market under their brand. And we launched that in 2010, so that was Uh very, very early days of digital health, and in fact, Uh, it became kind of the poster child when we used to go to those digital health conferences, you'd see our product on other people's presentations. And it was, you know, it it was kind of cool. Um, uh, But what really made the company viable and sustainable um, was actually stuff we did behind closed doors um, in manufacturing. Um, And so if you're familiar with this industry, (laughs) break your finger, get a drop of blood, put it onto a single use consumable, and then... Uh, stick it into a meter. Um, well, that single-use consumable was made through, uh, through uh, contract manufacturing partners of ours in South Korea. And just due to the nature of the chemistry, the supply chain, you know, all that sort of stuff, they'd make a batch. And then uh, a month later, we would receive them here in, in, in New England uh, to actually do acceptance testing and quality control mm-hmm. testing. And so if we saw something in the data today, uh, actually, if, if it all looked good, fantastic, green light, pack, ship, done. If something in the data looked uh, suspect or looked like there was an issue in production, well, that was made a month ago. And yep. when you're making, you know, one to 2 million a day, <laughs> that's a couple of million dollars at, at risk. And so over the course of uh, the first couple of years, we had we had know, three major uh, issues uh, in the factory and it cost, you know, uh, you know, almost $10 million of scrap or, 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 or over the course of that time. And, you know, it became very, very clear that we had to get ahead of the curve uh, on this. Right. And, you know, what people call today as predictive analytics, it, you know, we, 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 we just called good engineering back then. <laughs> right. and, um, and here we, here was the challenge. This was pre-cloud, pre-AWS, pre-Bluetooth, pre-all of this. How do you get data off of machines and instruments and the ambient conditions? Because temperature and humidity had a huge effect on the quality of the chemistry. And so how do you you get all that in an actionable way where you can efficiently predict what manufacturing quality might be two or three months Mm -hmm. in advance? And so we had to start somewhere. Um, And so uh, we just, we looked around and we said, okay, we know temperature and humidity has an effect. So we we talked to them, we said, can you just start recording all this? And can you get data from that machine, this machine, this machine? And everything initially we just typed into an Excel spreadsheet and emailed to us. Um, you know, over time, it became a little bit more semi-automated, uh, and became a little more semi-automated on our side. And over the course of about eighteen months, we we uh, no, I, we probably had about fifteen or twenty percent yield loss back back in those days. After after about eighteen months or so, we were able to get that uh, yield uh, yield loss down to below one percent. We were virtually hundred percent yield wow. because we could see what was going to happen down the road before it became a financial issue. And we could say, Hey, stop the presses or do or, this or do that. And, you know, right. and, and my, my, and that really was uh, the foundation okay. for us being able to compete in, in, in what otherwise would be a very crowded market.
1: Okay. Did you, did you take that? Because the next one, once you guys, you know stepped out the next one was uh one of my favorite early tools by the way um the misfit right because i remember i was gifting those little things to so many people um you know my my whole family I think, <laughs>
2: yeah
1: I, I i don't think i knew you back then still um or maybe just met yeah, but just, um, time, yeah yeah um but did you take a lot of that off the start when you were starting Misfit? I mean, there's still a supply chain to all of those components and maybe like, what was the aha moment to actually do the Misfit as a yeah. next business?
2: So so there there were two sort of parallel storylines in the Aggie Matrix narrative. One was the, the factory narrative. And this goes back to the point where if I had modern tools, I would mm-hmm. still have more hair because... <laughs> I actually remember spending 53 nights in the same hotel uh, in South Korea. Wow. In uh, 2008, I think seven. Or wow. Eight. And the reason I know that is I got my loyalty card statement, and it said, "Congratulations, <laughs> you spent 53 nights." I'm like, that is more than one day a week, <laughs> on. Yeah. Heaven.
0: You obviously um, weren't married at
2: that stage. That was like <laughs> no, no. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was I, w- I was quite single. <laughs> um, and so. That's sort of one narrative, that kind of foundation what happened behind the scenes. The other storyline in the Aga Matrix was the digital health one, the iPhone connected product, and really it's that that inspired uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the Fit story, because we had this great vision that um, wow, you know, digital health, this is really cool. We can now collect data and we can share it with, you know, Runkeeper, MyFitnessPal, the health health, you know, nutrition apps, exercise apps, because it, it all ties into this. Uh, circle of care for, for folks who have diabetes. But yep. back in 2010, or even 2009, when we started talking about this, uh, there, there were two major uh, impediments to us um, progressing this. Uh, one was technology, because throwing up a HIPAA-compliant cloud was not trivial back then. It's not trivial now, but it's a lot easier now than it was a decade oh. ago. And two- mm-hmm. The the ability to share data between apps that, that API infrastructure ecosystem and, and 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 structures just weren't there. So everything would have to be a custom integration, and you know, the iOS platform was relatively self-contained, but Android was all over the place, and so we just couldn't do it technologically, um, from you know, in an, in an economically viable manner. The other the other major barrier was the FDA, because the FDA at that point. Um, was uh, very unclear on uh, how they would view data uh, you know data from our device which is a class 2 medical device how that would be viewed when let's say a runkeeper or a Fitbit mm-hmm. app or to take it and, and their initial uh, position was well if anybody takes your class 2 medical data and stores it displays it does anything with it they will be deemed an accessory to a class 2 medical device and falls under the FDA's uh, per purview. Wow. And so you know, when you have something like that, none of these players who are consumer want to really uh, touch play, and play so, in that
1: space. Yep. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, we, we realized that uh, to, to really do something in digital health, we had to get out from under the FDA and not be classed as a medical company. Right. And, you know, so consumer health and wellness. Um, but the thing that really um, drove us towards um, um, misfit and the, 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 there were two things one we knew the fitbit guys we knew jawbone and you know we tried to get in touch with the guys at nike fuel band but they never returned our calls and for <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and so, so we looked at this and we said well there's a natural uh connection between our background in diabetes and and exercise and weight loss uh, and all of this so we gravitated right. towards uh towards fitness trackers because we just saw the market like skyrocket mm-hmm. said, okay that's- but
0: right. by the way did, did either of you you or Sonny, either of you have diabetes?
2: No, no. Nope. No, okay. Nope.
0: So you just had a just a, a passion or an interest or an intellectual? It was, it was, or...
2: Yeah, it was intellectual because it came out of my, my PhD work. I, I was working on, on how to make glucose sensors more accurate through an algorithmic okay. approach and all that. So I turned around and said, hey, we can build a better mousetrap. So that it was truly mm-hmm. really academic uh, intellectual interest. And that's kind of how it
0: Interesting. Uh, okay. Okay. So you're on Misfit now.
2: Yeah, so we're in Misfit. And so, we, so um, we we ended up making uh, fitness trackers. Um, and the idea was that, you know, let's uh, let's um, do a lot of biometrics. Let's try to capture data from a lot of different parts of the body. And, you know, if you remember the whole quantified self craze that was oh, yeah. happening.
1: It was crazy. Yeah. Gary, <laughs> yeah. Gary Wolf, right? Am I remembering here?
0: <laughs> were you on CNBC putting chips in yourself, Eugene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well,
1: I still, I still have, I mean, it doesn't, it's pretty dumb, unfortunately, yeah. but uh, I still have the RFID chip inside RFID, my RFID, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we, we were drawn into that narrative and when uh, we did, when we did our homework there, we kind of realized that there's, you know, are 37 very vocal individuals in the world. And once you sold to them, nobody else, <laughs> you know, the, the market just kind of dropped off. It was, it was very, very hype driven. Um, right. But. Uh, so, so the quantified self thing, we just had let let's wait and see how that turns out. But fitness trackers is more of just a general consumer product, right? Uh, so, with with fitness tracking, um, we said, okay, let's 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 make a better mousetrap, um, and we learned a lot of lessons from what we did with the iPhone glucometer around good design and uh, and, and tying in an emotional, res- getting an emotional response out of a product. And let me give you one example of, of, of how we learned this. Um, when, when we launched that iPhone glucometer, uh, we were, we, we got letters from parents uh, who had, you know, children, right. you know, eight years old uh, and we got, we got a, a couple of handwritten letters that said, you know, uh, you know, they were like, you know, uh, little Johnny or Mary or whatever uh, is no longer uh, embarrassed by, by right. having diabetes, uh, because, well, they were the only kids at that age that, that got an
1: iPhone.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so they became the cool kids and it's like beautiful animation and all this. And yeah. you know, when, we, when we started getting this kind of feedback, we said, wow, you know, good design can actually influence behavior and, and, and have a psychological impact right. uh, you know, right. and, and, and do that. And so, um, so that's, we, we poured that uh, perspective into into the products at misfit which is um uh, and, and i give sunny 100 credit for this uh, for this insight uh because the problem so all the
1: other stuff you take credit for yourself
2: <laughs> I, I give him credit for 99.9 percent of it all right. uh, uh the the thing that sunny hit upon uh which was you know what problem are we solving with fitness trackers because it wasn't accuracy a step count You know, everyone thought, how accurate is this compared to, nobody cares about accuracy Um, because there's no reference. You you know, you you don't know if it's accurate or not. Right. Um, Unless unless you yourself count 10,000 steps a day, which no one's going to do. (laughs) Um, But the problem we were solving was that of wearability, which is if you don't wear your product, if you don't wear the device, you get zero data. Right. So some data is better than no data. And right. so the thing was, how do you make somebody wear this product all the time? Because if it's not on the body, it's not collecting data. So wearability was the problem we had to solve. And right. so uh, and we looked around and we said, okay, well, there's, uh, we actually thought let's, you know, that the two words were passive or passion. Either we have to make a product that people just wear passively. Um, and, like we actually thought about um, uh, undershirts, um, you know, basically. Right. You know, under yep. smart shirts or or we actually looked at uh, thought about doing smart insoles um because you know, it's, it's always there you don't think about it now the right. other end of the spectrum is products that invoke passion so uh a fancy watch you know nobody needs a watch because you have your phone it's functionally you can you can look at time on a phone but people wear a watch because there's passion involved with it people wear jewelry because of a passion and so we ended up going that route because we wanted mind share we didn't want it passive and, and forgotten we wanted people to go out of their way to to use the product and to, and to wow. wear the But product.
1: can i comment I, I i mean i'm sort of like it just took me back to my you know 12 of those <laughs> that i bought or whatever right but um i actually enjoyed i mean just feedback not that it matters now right but I actually thought because the passion for it, the sleek design, that it's kind but then the passiveness was also there because it was so light and so like out of the way a bit, right? Even though it was on your wrist or am I remembering it? I could have worn it as a necklace too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: yeah. Right. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a passive passion. It's kind of yes. like, kind of like my marriage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you. you you, you you
0: know we're recording this, right, Jim? <laughs> right. Okay.
1: right. Just sure, <laughs> no. okay. He's he, 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 yeah.
2: he to tag his wife in the, in the hashtags. So, hey. no, yes. Um, no, but uh, so actually you bring up a very good point is that um, with with a necklace, what we found, because um, we, we did some market research and so we tried to find out what, what's the unmet need. And uh, a very clever way that we did market research, because, um, you know, traditional ways are do a focus group do surveys you know look at your competitors look online and and all yep. this um we went uh, a different route we, we wanted to get um very very uh un unfiltered uncensored um, feedback uh, and really like negative feedback about all the other products um that are out there and so we we had one of our um I believe, it was, I believe it was uh one of our interns uh spend two weeks on amazon and then read all of the uh the Amazon reviews, and we just said, "Look, just focus on the two and three star reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the yep. One star reviews are usually just like my package was late, it was damaged, and that kind of stuff." Yeah, you no, know, if you focus on the worst reviews, yeah, focus on all the worst reviews, and then and then we said, like That's categorize awesome. them. Yeah, categorize them and tell us what the top three complaints are. That's What's awesome. It? And and the top three complaints. Um, the 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 number one complaint. Uh, more than anything else, I'm bear in mind, this was like with the Fitbit, Jawbone yeah. and all those sorts. of. Things. Number all one, beyond everything um, was people were frustrated with having to recharge uh, their Fitbits every every one or two days. That was number one complaint beyond mm-hmm. everything. The second most popular complaint um, was it had to be waterproof. Now, not for swimming, not for showers, for washing machines. Because uh, they keep the Fitbit in the little jeans pocket, throw the mm-hmm. jeans into washing machine, forget about it, and then, then it's gone.
0: And then um, it gets ruined.
2: It's gets ruined, wow. yeah. Because yeah, uh, the, the Fitbit wasn't, uh, no, it was a little little like, USB-sized little thing. Right. Like, yeah.
0: The,
2: the first generation Fitbit. Um, right. And then uh, the third one was it had to look good and not be confined to the wrist uh, because we saw this from a lot of uh, uh, Lot of females uh, who were writing uh, these things is that they wouldn't wear something like bright orange with with an evening gown or a dress or you know they just wouldn't do that and they also didn't want to advertise to their friends that they were trying to lose weight it, it was it was seen as a little bit of a stigma right uh, that kind of thing if you're an athlete and that's something else but uh, you know we eventually found that uh, our sweet spot were uh, a large Uh, part of our user base were females between about 25 to 45 who were just trying to lose 10 pounds. You know, they weren't, they weren't trying to run marathons or trying to lose a little bit of weight and, and they were active and they didn't really want to advertise that they were trying to lose weight. So that was, that was, that was a big learning. Wow through all that
1: so one one quick question on this and you mentioned right you already had joe bone which was a lot of pizzazz out there and marketing and all of that fitbit and i'm sure there were a few others that we're no longer even remembering as an entrepreneur right um what was like i mean competition is always great but like did you go and obviously you didn't know some of these like the recharging which is what you made right the, the battery lasts long you didn't know this until later so for you two to go in and say, you know what, we're gonna go into this, yes, nascent market, but there's already a couple of runaways and we're gonna go at it. What what was the mm-hmm. thinking there like?
2: Yeah, um, it was it, it was all, so a very, very good question because this is exactly what our board and investors asked us, because originally we were not <laughs> going to do fitness tracker. We're gonna do actually, we uh, were looking at doing smart insults actually. Uh, right. And we pivoted in uh, into this, and that is exactly the question the board asked: it was like, "What are you crazy?" Because this is, you know, you you got Fitbit, you got Nike, you got Java. Right. What, what are you crazy? So, we were actually surprised by that that line of questioning because, uh, given where we had come from, the diabetes space, where you had mm-hmm. Roche, J and Bayer. And uh, all these guys, and we we were sued half a dozen times uh, in the diabetes space, and and we we came into a very crowded market with multiple hundred billion dollar companies with tremendous market share and and decades of products on there, huge patent portfolios, and we made it. Now we looked at but, this, and yeah,
1: but sorry, but you not guys easy. were running the commoditization play, right, uh, with Agometrics to a certain extent, right? Meaning I mean, not, or or, or no? Not initially. Not initially. Okay
2: yeah it the
0: iPhone
2: connectivity yeah yeah so yeah, initially, okay. our whole technology was uh, you know twice as much accurate we we were going for the higher okay. accuracy uh,
0: right.
2: at at a very very low cost because our our noise cancellation technology could improve the accuracy of the readings um, but it could also correct for manufacturing variations and that that's all the, you know everything that we did was around how to make that signal so the, we were kind right. of playing uh, playing that. And then the iPhone came out Then we started doing the premium product.
0: Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, like, I, like I've known you for a long time, today, but I, I, I like this, you know, and I kind of got some of that, but I didn't hear, I, you know, I, and I've heard the story, but like mm-hmm. the engineer's approach to tackling a market, you know, of like, you know, taking, you know, taking the market apart and saying, you know, what's our, you know, in, in like looking at the number one complaints that's fascinating you know like that's absolutely fascinating someone who took the time to say hey what went wrong with the you know as yeah. a market entry strategy it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of genius so, so then so 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 running ahead into you know do you want to run i mean i love misfit i could talk about misfit forever like are, are can i still buy a misfit
2: um misfit still exists as a as a brand uh, I, I think i uh, i know F- 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 fossil ended up buying it as you know. Um, Right. I I I actually don't know. I haven't actually been to I you know what
1: it's funny. I I remember like rooting for you two as the sale was happening, but I was a little bit like all right, I don't think I'm gonna be buying Misfits anymore. Like because I I was I'm not a watch like an actual watch person,
0: like I'm just not right. I yeah, he froze
2: us. He froze.
0: But you know, it's funny, I ran into you, sweetheart, like like I remember when um you know, when you were starting up we're here at Elemental now, when you were, you were just kind of like getting your pitch together at Elemental. And obviously you were so established because you had the successful algometrics and the misfit. And, and, and then, um, and then you were running your idea. You, you, you were at that stage of like incubating your idea and we ran into each other in Boston and then you kind of walked through your strategy. And then, so I got a glimpse into what you're thinking. And then later on when the sale, you know, when the, when the sale was happening or the acquisition of Misfit was happening, you know, I ran into you in San Francisco. Yes. And then you were showing me and like Fossil was on one side of the company or Misfit, and then you were starting Elemental. And yeah. then, I, I, then I think I ran into you in Dublin as well, or you came to Dublin for Health yep. Excel thing, yep. we ran into it. So I got these like lovely little snippets of you <laughs> walking through this journey.
2: Yeah. So let me let me rephrase that. You got lovely snip, snippets of me not having learned my lesson. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, persistence, but
1: persistence, uh, persistence, persistence.
2: Yeah. No, but but they're all tied together because here 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 here's here was sort of the connective tissue is that at AgaMatrix getting data off of um off of machines and the environment was just really hard right. Engineering-wise, implementation-wise. Now we're at Misfit. I'm like, we've got about a million people using our fitness trackers around the world. Like, this is a global sensor network we've kind of created. And so I started thinking about, you know, I can probably just, you know, reskin and repurpose 80, 90% of this um, and build the products that I wish I could have just bought at Agamatrix at the time, you know, three years, three, four years earlier. And, you know, know, Misfit was a was actually doing quite well in the uh, in the sort of pure consumer product space but i right. I was able to get back into more science and you know biotech and all that and i knew I knew I knew full well that I, I was not going to go and back into the lab and, and and create a new molecule or, or new technology like that but um, but going back to what you were saying was um I, I was acutely aware of some of the needs in in the market and I said well misfits actually made you know 80 90 percent of kind of what we need we just need to Reconfigure it, and and instead of an accelerometer as a motion sensor, I can put whatever you know. Hardware is fairly simple to do. You pop this off, stick another sensor, and, and there you go. Everything else is, is 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 there from a hardware perspective. Yeah, no it's problem. Software. Yeah, yeah no problem. I mean it, it, it is. Snap it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, then the, the sale to Fossil happened, uh, and then uh, you know, I decided, look, let's just create a new uh, a new venture, and Sunny joined me as as a co-founder. Uh, he's he's still on the board, uh, but when Misfit was sold, Sonny had to go and, and went along uh, with uh, with the sale to to do the transition. Um, and so we started uh, Elemental with a very simple thesis, which is, hey, let's make it super easy for people to make connected buildings, connected facilities. You know, connected lab. Uh, originally, I was thinking connected um, factories because that, that's what we wanted to sell to. And I'm like, well. Let me go talk to the folks in the biotech and life sciences world first, because I know them. You know, I called up friends I knew from the Sanofi days and, uh, and all these sort of things. I said, hey, what do you think about this? And um, uh, and we had a very simple thesis, which was if you can start measuring the environment and and correlating that to process parameters, there's a lot of insight you can gain because this is exactly what we did. It was an environment correlated yep. to process and micro environments, every single workstation, every single, you know, that, that type of thing. But to do that, it had to be plug and play. And that's something that I learned um, at uh, at Misfit is the the out of the box experience that consumers uh, expect and demand. Um, right. and we wanted to bring that out of the box experience to the enterprise space, because okay. generally people don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's not there. Um, and so that's what we started with. And, and I would talk to a bunch of folks I knew uh, in the industry, and I, I pitched the idea to them. And, and unanimously, I heard a very, 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 very simple, um, uh, you know, uh, very consistent messages, which was, yep, great idea, totally get it, love it. Yes, 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 yes. But no, we can't use you until you have ISO 9001, CFR part 11, or ISO this, or ISO that. Unless you have mm-hmm. all these things ticked we can't really use you. You just be an adjunct. Uh, system that we can't rely on um and they all said well but uh, you know uh, you know we can't use you in, in manufacturing but go talk to our colleagues in the r d labs because they have pretty much the same issues but none or far fewer um of the regulatory requirements so um why don't you go out to them you know and so that's what we did we went and talked to the folks in the lab r d side Mm-hmm. And we, we actually found a very welcoming uh, market there. And we, we were welcomed in. Um, and we very quickly um, uh, embraced by, uh, by the not necessarily the, the scientists who were developing the new drugs and therapies, but really the people who operationally ran the facility, the facilities managers and yep. lab managers, the operational right. folks, because they're the ones who needed the data first. and. right. We, we 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 did what we could to try and sell to the scientists, but they they all you know. I, sh- I should have known this, in in, 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 in retrospect, makes it makes complete sense. Uh, scientists don't like to talk to salespeople. <laughs> 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 they like to be out alone. Um, and so, so I mean, talking
0: was- to you isn't talking to a salesperson. I you know, it's it's funny. I I find that. You know that whole idea of like talking to experts. Like scientists love talking to experts, but they don't. They're just not interested in the operations of the facility.
2: No, no. But the operations and facilities folks turned around and said, "We need all your data because we need it to make sure the machines are up. We need to because the scientists complain to us if the temperature is out because their experiment is gone. They complain to us that this is done. They complain to us that this is done. So we we got we we found a very nice uh, opportunity um, in in the operations side." And so right. what what we're seeing is this um, this field of laboratory operations, lab ops, kind of okay. emerging. Yep. Um, you know, the it, it's that title is used now. I can go on LinkedIn. I can see uh, see some of that. But right. really, it's it's did, people. Did you guys start
1: it. the trend? Did you guys well, hashtag I mean, lab
2: lab ops? We're we're, do, we're doing that now, and I and I tell you why why I'm saying this is because um. Right now, the majority of people who do this are facilities managers or lab managers, uh, that kind of thing. But what we've seen is this field of what, what we're calling laboratory operations is going to evolve from lab managers who are saying, look, I need to do maintenance, I need to schedule this, I need to order, reorder this and and, and right. fix this and calibrate this. It's expanding into um, how do I get this data into a central repository? How do I connect all these things up? How do, how do I deal with information security so that everything's moving to the cloud. All the data is going to the cloud. It's all proprietary. Um, right. And also things like purchasing. How do I know how often somebody has used an instrument? Uh, is it utilization? Do we need to order more? Do we need to retire this? Do we need to um, right. you know, do schedule maintenance? But, and yeah.
0: So when you look at your, like, just thinking about the last companies and you analyze them and you enter this yeah. market in a quite considered way, as I would expect from you and Sunny. it, when you think about this, like, what's the, You know, what's the same thing like, you know, what's the Yelp review of current lab monitoring technology like, you know, or, you know, what's, what's the kind of the massive insight of like, why do they need you versus, you know, what they're using today?
2: Yeah. So uh, the nice thing about this, this space that we're going into is um, it's, you you have two really uh, cohorts that are in here. You have folks that have been around for 20, 30 years. And right. it's, it's I dare say like a Windows 95 kind of a solution, everything is right. wired and everything, everything goes to a PC and, and, and that kind of thing. And you know, they're slowly migrating stuff to the cloud. And then you have folks like us who are, who are cloud first and cloud native. So you come in there, everything it goes straight to the cloud. Everything's API oriented uh, and all this. And so in the last couple of years, um, there's been a, a growth of smart lab startups. There's probably a couple of dozen now um, out okay. there. And, and you know, when you look at it, the, the issue is, it's very similar to, um, and I, I know you guys know this company very well, a company called Validic. Mm-hmm. What did Validic do? And for those, you know, who are listening, Validic, I guess, 10 years ago, realized that there's, there's an explosion of wearable products, you know, fitness trackers, heart rate monitors, uh, whatever, and getting data off of all of those is not easy. And so they created a a unified sort of software platform with the APIs and connectivity with all of these things. So if you, as a consumer of this information, like a Virgin Health, Virgin Pulse, or uh, you know, uh, or United Healthcare, or whatever, um, if you wanted to get data from from wearables or fitness trackers, instead of doing connectors for each single one, you just connect to the Validic platform and Validic does all the work right. aggregating. Yep. So there, there's a very good analogy with what needs to be done in this space. Right. Except instead of a instead of a couple of dozen uh manufacturers, so maybe a hundred or so um, you know, a couple of hundred fitness tracker uh, wearables, there's thousands and millions of instruments that are out there and need to be And So the scale is right. is extraordinary. So
0: I have a thousand questions, Eugene, but you go ahead.
1: Yeah, I honestly, I'm like, also have probably 999, Jim, not a thousand. <laughs> um, but um, so like, I just picture, you know, like the uh, um, maybe a couple of months ago, I got this Eero, right? Like the Wi-Fi mesh thing <laughs> where it was kind of like, boom, plug it in over there, just follow the app, you know, yeah. and like, to me, you know, I'm just picturing this lab, like beakers and this and that, like, w- what, like how do you instrument all that with, to your point, millions of different types of devices? Like, do you put like a little, right. you know, the Amazon dot kind of thing on it? And what, what does that look like?
2: Yeah, so so uh, yes and no, <laughs> uh, we have done that before. We, 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 we had a customer early on, we put RFID tags on everything and because they had a very defined process. And so yep. when, the, when their glassware went through the process, our RFID readers picked everything up and recorded everything and boom, boom, boom. Um, that, that was kind of a special, special case. They had a very specific uh, issue that they were dealing with, but in general, um, what we realized was uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the, the, the misfit analogy. Some data is better than no data. And so we don't actually need to get into that level of granularity yet. So what we end up doing is we just have little, um, a little show and tell we have little, uh, uh, little boxes that have a bunch of sensors packed into it. And we just, Stick them around uh, the building, the facility. We actually put them inside of instruments. Uh, one of the most popular places to to measure it's inside of a cell culture incubator. And, right. and for, for for those who are watching, um, uh, you know why is a cell culture incubator so so impressive or so important? It's because it's it's the workhorse for this entire field of synthetic biology. So right. you know uh, personalized medicine, CAR T therapeutics, um, lab grown meat. All of this is about growing cells in culture, and mm-hmm. the workhorse are incubators. So the environment matter it either makes it or kills it. Yeah. I, I've heard this.
0: I've heard this thing on synthetic biology. I was just listening to the you know the all in one podcast. What is it called all? Yeah, all, yeah the, So the guy, your man, who's they call Rain Man there, David. You know, one of the top Silicon uh, Valley guys,
1: the J- Jason Calacanis. and yeah, he's one of his buddies yeah.
0: there. That, yeah. Um anyway. He was, was one of the PayPal guys, but it, um, he talked about how he was talking about the opportunity for the U.S. to grab. So, first of all, you're listening synthetic- to our competitors. Like, that, <laughs> <100%. that's- laughs> I'm like, I'm like, tree I, like, listen to the competitors, yeah, but, the, yeah. but, but he was talking about the opportunity for the U.S. to grab the synthetic biology business yeah. that yeah. they could actually start to become like core manufacturers. Like, when, this, when everyone's reestablishing their supply chain right now that there's this opening and and if I I was just in Florida last month and they were talking about the number of facilities that were moving to Florida and you would never have thought of that before you know like Gainesville or something like that you know where they're they're putting it there are you seeing that in your business
2: absolutely the the synthetic biology uh you know field uh they were the early adopters of of what we were doing and uh And, and and here's my thesis or my hypothesis to as to why that is and I'll eventually write a blog post about it or something but um, when you look at more traditional pharma and biotech companies if you think about how they were formed who the leadership was traditionally right. what happened was um it was you know a, a biochemist or a chemist or a scientist yes. would be the founder the ceo the CEO, whatever they'd they'd be the one who 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 in the driver's seat and when you look at a very traditional approach to science, it is: I have a hypothesis. I'm going to get data. I'm going to see if this is correct. If it is, I understand it. Then I go to the next value-added step. I, I do the same thing over. It's very, very linear uh, and, and serial right. in its in its progression. Synthetic biology. Uh, if you look at uh, many of the recent synthetic biology companies that are that have been created, um, the founders and the CEOs and, and 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 the guys who are in leadership roles many of them are data scientists, computer scientists, and engineers. And so what you find in, in traditional biotech and, and, and life science pharma companies, you generally see the science, the, the you know the, the, the scientists kind of running the show, uh, then they'll hire the, the, the statisticians, the number of crunchers to crunch uh, right. data. In data in, uh, in synthetic biology companies, you generally see, the data scientists and 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 computer scientists kind of in the driver's seat, then they hire the biologists to, right. to gather the data. So it's it's kind of you know reversed. Yeah. Now why this is interesting is when you approach something from a data science or AI computer science perspective, um, I'm not saying you don't understand the science, because that's 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 not the right thing to say, but you have a general bias towards looking at things via a correlation. Uh, lens as opposed to a causation lens yep. so more tra- traditional science is cause and effect neural nets and, and ai is very much fundamentally based on correlation and what this means is you gather a bunch of data and if things kind of correlate it's good enough i think i know what's happening we can go to the next step and the next step and the next step interesting and the, and, and but to do this for AI systems to work. You need tons and tons of data. You need very high quality data and you need it very well structured so it can be data mined and cleaned and all that. So what, when when we showed up with things like like this and say, well, we can get data from all this. You know, we had people who buy you know, a couple dozen of these for one room and say, well, I need it here, 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 here and here next to every single instrument inside. You know, they, they'd put multiples of these inside an incubator so they can map out the inside. Everything. Uh, goes to our cloud and they can pull it via an API. So everything's automatically going to whatever data models uh, that they're using, which you couldn't yep. do with the traditional guys, with the traditional people who are trying to pull this data, because it goes to a PC, it goes to maybe to a cloud. You have to download a CSV. You have to do all this. Right. So we were data first and the SynBio folks uh, were early adopters. And they actually drove a lot of our features because they said, well, we need this, we need it." We didn't even think about APIs out of the gate until like three or four synbio Bio companies said, if You got an API, we'll be a customer. So you got it. Awesome. <laughs> Coming right up. This, you
1: know, as you showed the device, so just, you know, a warning for everyone I've been, you know, since Marina is in US now, you know, Adina is back to, uh, to Florence, right? Um, Shane and I, my younger one, we've been just binging Marvel. And like Ironman and you know, like we awesome. we went through phases. As you showed the thing, I was like, this is totally like
0: the Ironman labs stuff.
1: <laughs> Collecting data constantly and <laughs>
0: yeah, but I what okay, I wanna just I I have to touch on this. Okay, so CTO going from CTO to CEO, and then I wanna like then yeah, yeah then I wanna hear, like if you don't mind sharing, um, so you've hired some of the most unbelievable salespeople I've ever seen in my life. Like the, the woman that uh, bought me lunch, you know, Brooke uh, Cody is Cody. Um, she was off, you know, she's unbelievable. And then you've got obviously our good buddy uh, Mike Dillion trying to develop out your your biz dev channel, like yep. the ultimate salesman. I mean, a big thinker, but uh, certainly quite capable of selling. And it's uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna have so a drink I, to him now right yeah let's have a drink to mike and to into brooke <laughs> but but yeah and you have to say like we have to give her she was so like you just had someone incredibly passionate about it um the product so are you doing correlation or causation in your data analysis of your sales cycle like how are you managing this whole organization going from cto to ceo here
2: yeah well it's funny um the stuff from CTO to CEO was uh, a lot greater than I ever ever anticipated. Um, you know, and I, I was talking to Sunny uh, early on, and he and he said, you know, he basically said, "Look, feed, look, look at everything I was shielding you from." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, and and the reason is, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm having to look at things like budgets, finances, HR, recruiting, um, and even have responsibility for marketing and sales and you know i'm naturally an engineer and a scientist i gravitate towards the technology side of things so what i've had to do is i've I've had out of pure necessity had to hire people who are good at that because that's not my forte and so um you know brooke is a a great example she joined us uh, about a month month or two ago or something like that and uh, you know we have we have we have a a solid sales and marketing team and and you know that's why like Mike uh, came on board was you know I needed somebody who I can bounce ideas off of who can think strategically uh, and all that on, on 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 the business side. So um, it, it was out of very much out of a necessity that uh, that we, I had to build this this team of people that had skills that I, I really didn't grow up having. Um, I could I definitely understood the importance of it, but I, that's not my my core comp. And so it's, you know, the step from CTO to CEO um, is not an easy one. I mean, I know some, I have some friends, founder friends who, 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 who've done it, but uh, for me, I'm inherently an inventor. I'm inherently a technologist. Um, And I think, and I think, uh, you know, you just need to recognize what your strengths are and then, you know, recruit accordingly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So Jim, do do you need to ask
1: your your normal question then? Because that that sounded like some awesome entrepreneurial advice, but I
0: you know I don't know maybe there's more than yeah. Uh, there's so many advice here, but what we we just got to oh, yeah. capture that that you said it a couple of times in this in, in the podcast here, which is like some data is better than no data. Yeah. Like I you know I think that's absolutely fascinating. You know, and the idea that like you know not doing anything is. You're not yeah. putting any tracking in and not putting in any monitoring okay. and then accepting that it's, it's data, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't come with morality or an opinion. Yep. It just comes with what it collected. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, cause I find, yeah. mm-hmm. you yep. know, I find exactly. in the data business that people almost look at, it's like, it's not the perfect data or it's not that this, or they, you know, the perfection is the enemy of, of exactly. doing something.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, that the people that we work with you know they oftentimes they don't know what they don't know they don't know what you know and so they just say, well let's start with this and put something right. in and then they're like oh I get it so can I also do this and this and this and this So what we often find is um, the best way to show value to to a customer is to start with something familiar that, that they know they need um, and we, we made the mistake early on of um, trying to, Paint too big of a vision and say, look at all these wonderful things we could be doing. Yep. And we, we got pulled down to earth very, very rapidly saying, well, that's, that's great. But, and you can laugh at this, um, uh, you know, we, we yeah. laid out our whole, uh, whole vision, but the number of times we, you know, we, we, we you know, our cost, potential customers at the time were saying, well, actually, that's great. We love the vision we love what we're going with, but if you could just give us a text message when the freezer yep. is out of range, that, <laughs> <For> that to <today. laughs> And oh my awesome. god, number of times I heard. This. <laughs> At I least they didn't heard. say page me. <laughs> like, so hey. some people have asked.
1: Yes. I'm sure. well, yeah. more, more
2: specifically, they, they, they said, "Are you are you integrated with PagerDuty?" <laughs> which is a which is the, right. uh, the, the archaic. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when when I know you're doing a time check for us, Eugene. But so just on the, so so the the big piece of advice, like I could sit here and listen to you all day. the when you're thinking about our digital health entrepreneurs, maybe even for the CTOs turned CEOs, what's the biggest piece of advice do you give to our millions of digital health tech entrepreneurs listening to us?
2: So, um, that's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of mistakes I've made. I can, I can talk about, but there's actually one bit of advice that I got. I, I, for the life of me, can't remember who said this to me, but it changed my way of thinking about entrepreneurship completely. And it was, um, I want to say it might have been John Scully who told, who mentioned this. I actually can't can't remember. Um, but uh, the the point was, um, products don't change industries. Infrastructure changes industries. Infrastructure is what uh, has the tremendous impact to change the course of how an entire industry is made. However, it's very hard to sell infrastructure. Nobody buys infrastructure. People buy products. So what you need to do is to build a product that then becomes infrastructure. And you know, Facebook is a great example. It was a product when it came out. It was a website. You can do this. And now it is infrastructure for so many uh, for so many people. The iPhone, same thing. It was a product, but it's a platform. You can say platform as well. But I like I like the word infrastructure. And so that's that that single piece of advice has has um, uh, has influenced what we're doing at elemental uh, you know as, as an entrepreneur but also you know as, as, as you know I also wear an, an angel investor hat at, at times so when I'm looking at other startups it's the same thing you know people say platform but I, I like the word infrastructure as, a, right. as are you building something that initially is a product that you can actually sell people can get their head around? You can generate market traction and awareness, but underneath that, are you building out the building blocks for that infrastructure that allows you to make your own product two, three, four, and five, but also- but others can add in. Build, bingo, yes. And so uh-huh. that would be the single most important thing that I've learned is- Infrastructure changes market, but nobody buys infrastructure. So make a product, turn it into infrastructure.
0: Love it, love it. And, that, and like, let's that's, that's your coach, that's Health Beacon, yep. you know, right? You know, that's, that's, you know, you make a product people can buy and then ultimately, hopefully it becomes infrastructure that exactly. people yeah. need, require, and they can build off of. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: I like your pitch, Jim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note,
1: that was awesome um i wish we can do that every week um but uh and for those listeners and viewers just hit that subscribe button and uh help all of us out
2: thanks all, right. For awesome.
1: all right thanks thank you both